Uh, something about mystery, maybe? Uh... Much like the evacuation at Dunkirk, <laughs> we are stuck between the English Channel and a hard spot. Welcome to American Pale Males. It is I, your host, Jeremy, and is with me the uh, the unthinkable. The, the unthinkable. As in you can't figure out anything to go with Dunkirk, as it was our yes. pre-show oh, yes. discussion. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, it's me, Michael. We'll, we'll stick with that, Jeremy. I... Don't have anything better for an intro, so that works just as well. We were discussing the uh, the film Dunkirk and uh, books about set evacuation before we went on the air, because I tend to ramble, in case y'all can't tell. <laughs> That's right, Jeremy. Now, we're starting a new series. <laughs> I, I guess we something are. something we've never done before, which, well, we've done variants of it, but this is a little different twist. So we're doing variant beers. <laughs> no, no, not that kind of you variant. You said it was a variant, Michael, <laughs> and I will be hornswoggled um, if I will be lied to. Well, we'll see what your reaction is. Anyway, um, let's do the normal stuff first. Let's uh-huh. do the beer brags. Jeremy, what do you have? A few weeks ago, when I was down at Big Grove, I believe I had told you about how I had the Stranger Things-esque beer. I also had a yes. taster of one that's not quite out yet. I think it comes out at an anniversary party this next weekend because it opened three years, four years ago. And the Iowa City one, anyway. Opened, I think, four years ago on St. Patrick's Day weekend because when else would you open a bar? And the guy that was working the tap was like, okay, we got this one that's not on the tap yet because it's not out yet, but here's a taste of it. It's called Creek Jumper. Mm. It is a pale ale, and here's the color tag. It looks like it's being advertised now. Maybe it's a soft launch. There's 77-some-odd check-ins on uh, untapped. The color text there says, This experimental pale ale features Pilsner malt and a new hop varietal HBC-692. With that comes a beer... That's a weird comma. With that comes a beer that's incredibly pale and light on the palate with flavors and aromas of tropical fruits, which includes fresh lime peel and hints of peach. And that's where it was different, Michael. Because with so many of these, the pale ales... Especially, you know, after I just had the the Hazy series. It -hmm. seems like you basically get, you know, like the same eh, four tropical fruits or just, you know, big piney, lemony-ish. You're right, yeah. Kind of flavors. Yeah. Uh, Or orange, mango, you know. If you guys have had a uh, pale ale, you know what I'm talking about. But the fact that there was a lime flavor in this one was extremely odd. Mm. Was very good. The Pilsner malts were gave it a nice, very slight biscuity flavor. It was not overwhelming. Um, it's pale ale, so you want to show off weird free cops. Mm-hmm. But it was a. Uh, I was really impressed with it because they managed to do something with an IPA that I had not had before. So, shout out to you, Big o- Grove Brewing, and I hope I can get down there during your uh, your birthday party. Your birthday, yeah. I guess, yeah, yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that experimental hop. Curious, yes. It is weird. I like to. I hope that I can keep like an eye on what this hop will eventually be known as because it feels like whenever they do these, this experimental hop used to be known as 
HBC 666 or whatever. And now it's known as like, uh, like Pixie Dust or something. Right, yeah. Some name. Yeah. What will it become? Mm-hmm. What about you, buddy? What do you got? I had a beer from Ale Smith, who I've never Ooh. had a beer from before. I believe they're out of California, San Diego. Huh. Now, Jeremy, there's a swear word in this beer. Name. Do you want me to say it? Yeah. I'll send you the link. Okay. That's that's pretty... Do I, am, I, am I finally going to be bleeped? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that's not a swear word. I know it's not. <laughs> You see, you see, there are actual beers with swears in them. There, there are, yes. Michael's just afraid to say the words horny devil. <laughs> and I'll give it to you, the word horny is an odd, odd word. Right. Well, you know, it can mean full of horns, too. Which I think makes sense for devils. Well, wouldn't that but, be horned like a horned toad? Like I guess the Texas in... Christian University? <laughs> Maybe. That's their, that's their mascot. Um, yeah, imagine if it was the other way. That's not very Christian. That's really not. But yeah, anyway, it's too bad this beer has kind of a wacky name because it was... I I think you're being a little bit of Puritan here, Michael. That's not all that wacky. Well, like, would you put it... Would you advertise it on a billboard near a school? They advertised Red Dead Redemption near schools, and that was literally a picture of a man holding a gun directly at a camera. Okay, okay. <laughs> um, in any case, the beer is good. <laughs> really good. Because it's a Belgian-style golden ale. Uh, it mm. was zesty, had a definitive yeast character to it, bitter enough finish. It was bright. ABV of 10. And they Damn. say it's their interpretation of a Belgian golden ale. Brewed with authentic Belgian ingredients, including candy sugar and a Trappist yeast strain. Aromas include notes of orange, banana, and peppercorns, and coriander seeds add a refreshing citrus notes, which meld seamlessly with the beer's delicate malt. I think the Belgian Golden Ale has to be, for me, the perfect beer style. It just has the right balance of all the things that I like in beer. Well, when it's when it's done right. Oh yeah, obviously that's the other thing too. You know, it's you can screw that up quite easily. But they did it pretty well. There was a maybe an element of harshness to it, um, like a like a booziness almost. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, which you know at ten ten percent ABV would be expected. But you know, well, sure. But overall, it was just superb. So I would recommend well, that one. I kind of want to see what else, what other Ale Smith stuff is out there too. I mean. Uh, if they can do that style well, I would trust them with uh, a lot of other styles. So the question is, does the best style have the highest high or the highest average? For example, I would say my go- my favorite style, or th- the best style for me, is a West Coast IPA. Oh, I see what because, you're saying, yeah. Because even if they're not that great, they're still pretty good. Right. And yeah, you're probably not going to have anything like La Fin du Monde come out of a... Uh, out of an IPA, or at least anything that reaches those heights, but you are going to get some really good IPAs out there. It just might not be head bending or anything like that. Right, right. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Versus a style that could easily be screwed up. If you, if you can crap it the, up, yeah. Yeah, but the good ones are like really good. 
Indeed. But, uh, yeah, I, don't, I mean, I think both have their merits. Mm-hmm. It's just a thought, Michael. Interesting thought, Jeremy. I need some more of your thoughts here, though, Jeremy. Oh, thoughts. Because what do you think about this? Anheuser-Busch to release Budweiser Nitro Gold Lager. Um, snippet from the press release. Budweiser Nitro Gold is a new, alluring golden lager brewed with nitro with notes of toasted caramel malt. Bre- Wait, hold on. Sorry. Brewed with nitro. <laughs> it's brewed with nitro with a capital N. Um, okay, sorry, sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes, brewed with nitro with notes of toasted caramel. Oh, excuse me, caramel malt for a bold, flavorful taste and is available in 12-ounce cans nationwide starting... It's already started. Uh, it started in early March. Budweiser Nitro offers a lush finish and a 5% ABV that is silky smooth thanks to the smaller and denser bubbles, providing an overall rich, captivating taste. On a scale of 1 through 10, how much do you care? I mean, 1. It's It's... <laughs> it's it's the last gasp of a dying breed. Or, well, no, that's not fair. As long as there's Bud Light, they'll be fine. Like, right. They may not have the, the trust of the stockholders. At that. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's just... So do you remember when uh, when Roman Reigns got cancer a year <laughs> or two ago? Yes. Essentially, they like they already had this big match built, and they're like, "Oh, the Shield's coming back," and then Roman Reigns has got you know cancer came out of remission, and he obviously had to not wrestle because he had leukemia or or whatever brand of cancer he had, and so they mm-hmm. had Kurt Angle step in, and they just put him in that stupid vest, and he was out there <laughs> looking like a friggin' dork next to these two guys trying to be all hard. Yeah, that's he looked that's like a exactly what. <laughs> Just like, why, hello, fellow Shields. It is like Curtis <laughs> yes. Angle. Yeah. It's, it's basically the same thing. <laughs> That's what I see in my That's head. a good analogy. Because um, <laughs> you know the picture that I'm talking about, right? Exactly, where he has that big dorky smile on his face. And, like, I'm not hating on Kurt Angle for that because he should be happy to be in there. I'm going to Google Kurt Angle fellow Shield. <laughs> I, I can't do it. I'm sorry. I got it, It's too much. But in any case, it's just one of these things where it's just like, you're not innovating on anything. Right. You're following a trend, which to the best of my knowledge, isn't really all that much of a trend. Right. It's something that you can use as like a, like my father can be like, have you tried a nitro beer before? And I'm like, yes, dad. Like, yes, <laughs> yes <I> dad. <laughs> it's, called, it's, it's called a Guinness. Like you've had a nitro beer before. But it's just, I feel like nitro is just one of those things that you, anymore anyways, you just have in the tap room. Yeah. Because then you can have it properly nitrogenated. And it always, it's just never quite right at home. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think the thing that comes closest is the uh, left hand I was gonna nitro say, yeah. stout. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I agree with your assessment. Very astute. You know, this is, you know, Budweiser, you know, 80% of their business is set, you know, with Bud Light, Budweiser, and like Michelob Ultra. I mean, may those ratios change and, uh, but they need to get that at like that last 20%, that long tail. So they just release uh-huh. a random product every six months that 
turns heads a little bit for people who would never consider even buying any Budweiser product, and they go, oh, hey, what's that different? I recognize that name, but oh. it's in a different format. Remember we had the Budweiser Copper? What was it, Copper Reserve or something like that? Yeah, they're amber. And then Budweiser, I had the one with the whiskey uh, staves in it. Yes. Which was not very good. That was black, white, wasn't it? I think so. So, I actually did some research for it. Okay. One of the things of which that you might be referring to is like how they're trying Bud Seltzer, which fits in perfectly with this. They're chasing a trend. Right. I was recently at uh, Joe's Place, downtown Iowa City, at a slow period of time. Mm-hmm. And I noticed that they had, you know, like Bud Seltzer in the in the cooler. And I asked him, this is like, I asked the bartenders, like, how much of that Bud Light Seltzer do you guys actually sell? And he's just like, oh, it sells, it sells. As compared to White Claw, like a little, some, a lot. And he's just like, oh, God, no. <laughs> <laughs> he's just like, we're one of the largest uh, vendors of White Claw in the corridor area, which once I thought about it made, made complete sense. Because Joe's Place is the place where one would go to to engage in that sort of thing. Yeah. As opposed no, to like I, a mixed drink. It, it yeah. makes sense when you think about it. If you know the, the bar, you know what I'm talking about. But he, he says, just like, yeah, people who try it just... We sell it mostly because people are curious and then they don't really like it and then they just get White Claw. <laughs> That's a very uh, reflective here, too, because I uh-huh. went to... Josh Knoll at Hot Notes on Twitter, who our guy essentially is a perennial bruise news uh, source of truth or opinion. He has good takes, and he actually has um, with this new nitro product. He drew a parallel to the Bud Light Seltzer, and he said, "Never be fooled by huge launches from Anheuser Busch, uh-huh. because that's what it specializes in: huge launches with immediate and mandated buy-in from its distributors." That's right. Which, yeah which make new products seem like ubiquitous mantras hits. And we just went through with Bud Light Seltzer. And then he later says, he cites uh, Beer Biz Daily with a headline, Bud Light Seltzer repeat buys are disappointing. And the takeaway is the distributor did their parts, which is why we saw Bud Light Seltzer seemingly overnight. But getting someone to buy something once isn't necessarily that hard, especially with name recognition that Bud Light Mm -hmm. offers. The challenge is getting that person to buy something twice and then again and again after that. So I think where Budweiser is fundamentally missing the mark is that people want to try new things and the things that they are putting out are not new. They're just new to them. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. They're not really innovating. I mean, when when have they ever been ahead of the curve on anything since light beer? Well, hell, they weren't even ahead of the curve on light beer. Miller Light did that first. And Coors, too. And Coors, Um, they just just arguably did it better. Yeah, or marketed it better. (laughs) Or or, in whatever way, that seems to be the one. If you're going, like, I want one of the the -the over-the-air networks of beers, light beer, people are probably going to go with Bud Light. Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. Um, no, yeah, it's an interesting point. And, you know, when they can't copy, they buy. And that's why they have these regional craft brewers under their belt. That so People just, it, I feel like the stink gets on them and they, it's just never quite the same. Yeah, that's, you know, something that we're going to see pan out or we're still seeing pan out, you know, how how what will happen to uh 
the breweries that Bud buys? Will they continue to flourish, or will that stink get the better of them? So far, it's been somewhere in between. I mean, they're not going away anytime soon because they got the biggest brewer in the world backing them, but um, how that all plays out long-term for them and other competing craft brewers remains to be determined. I'm just fascinated to see if they will be worth the purchase. Like, if this... Right. Because, because let, let's face it, Goose Island isn't going anywhere. Like you say, they're not going anywhere. And, like, I'm just curious if they're the amount of money they make is going to be turn them a net profit. Right. If you know what I mean. But Well, yeah, maybe it um, prevents them from losing market share. So, you know, there might be some, I don't know, halo effect or intangibles, even if it doesn't make a profit. Or if it's just one of those, if 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 we can't have it, nobody can. So they just exactly. kind of get it. Yeah, and yeah. Who, who gives a crap if they, uh, if they tank at least the... Uh, dorks don't have it because the dorks will always have the street cred that Budweiser will never ever have. Right. Well, and it, it, you know, it looks like it's taking an outsider like Hard Seltzer to take the giant down mm-hmm. if they do, if something happens. Anyway, that's enough InBev talk. Uh-huh. Because, Jeremy, we have a new segment as we alluded to. Uh-huh. And uh, I was going to try to make a narrative behind it something about flying out of the dark hole into a strange planet or something. And then I'm just like, oh, forget it. So, uh, you know, when I met up with Jeremy, what was it? Two months ago, maybe uh, about three? two months ago. Yeah. About no, two months two. ago. It was two. It was on my birthday. Um, I gave him some beers for a swap. So, you know, I just gave him some brews and I have the same ones here as we do with most of our beers. However, the wrinkle was I placed them in brown bags stapled them shut and then labeled them a b and c so jeremy has he's just selecting a letter and he has no idea what beer is inside he knows it's a beer that was bought at a gas station so these we're gonna have a few gasoline alleys oh jesus did i know that (laughs) did you know that i mentioned that at some point i think well you do now so uh yeah you're kind of opening up the toilet bowl and seeing what's inside basically Mm -hmm. i don't even have the beer right here it's in my fridge oh yeah that's right um, do you want to grab the bag and describe the letter on it and uh, and kind of feel it and, you know, just take some guesses before we open it up and start the FDR? Uh, will do. I'll be right back. Okay. Enter- entertain the people or put some sort of weird, uh, the equivalent, the musical equivalent of a star fade in right here. <laughs> okay. Get a slide whistle or something. I will say I'm looking at this uh, beverage right now. Now, if you've seen the show description, uh, I I probably will reveal it there. But if you don't often look at the show description, uh, we'll leave this as a surprise to you, the viewer at home as well. Um, I will say this is a 16-ounce can. Uh, the can is rather colorful. Michael, I gotta say, going to the fridge just now to get the beer, which is mm-hmm. in the letter A in a bag okay. that was poorly stapled shut. <laughs> it kind of reminded me of uh, one of those scenes from the wonderful Beavis and Butthead. <laughs> but it reminded me of one of the clips where Beavis will go off screen and you can hear him rummaging around in the uh, background. 
I don't know why, but those always made me laugh when I was a young man, and they still do. But in any case, we have what appears to be a uh, a tall boy. Uh huh. I, th- I think it's definitely more than twelve ounces. It might be like sixteen point nine. Mm-hmm. Like the uh, the gentleman's pint, I guess. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. It's not a fat can, so I don't think we've got like a high uh, high on fire, a high life oil can situation. It's mm-hmm. definitely a can. Um, I'm assuming this needs to be bone cold, which it is. Mm-hmm. But uh, uh, yeah, yeah. I will say, Jeremy, you have probably picked the what I think should be the best of the series. But um, that's no, that's no good. You don't want to start good. Do you want to take a wild guess before ripping it open? Uh, that did we do that twenty six point two or what was that weird beer that had like salt and crap in it? Oh gosh, it was like the one for like people running. Oh the the. Do you um, know? Oh god, I think it was called like twenty six point two. Was it the Sam Adams one or something? Yes, yes, it was. Yes. Uh, that's my guess. Go ahead, Jeremy, and see if you are correct. Uh, oh, the marathon distance. I get why it's Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is the best one? <laughs> yeah, this is... Pro- oh, no. Yeah. Um, let's see. Is there any color text on this? I'm trying to uh, build suspense. Think- there, No, there's not. Um, so, without giving it away, Michael, I'm going to dig up some color text. Uh, okay. Why this one? I, hmm. To be honest, it seemed like the worst of the flavors that I could have chosen. Oh, really? Okay. So there's a little bit going on right here. It is a, definitely a flavored malt beverage. Mm-hmm. I hesitate to call this a beer. Um, we have, this is the third. Third, yeah. In, in a series? Yeah. Good Christ, Michael. What, what's wrong with you? This is... Oh, hey, the website even remembers my... Oh, boy. <laughs> I'm probably on a list here. But uh, uh, back down to Gasoline Alley, Michael, we've done Blueberry, or Blue. We've done Blue Raz. Mm-hmm. We've done Pineapple. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, now that... Actually, now that you bring it up, it's oddly appropriate because, you know, the weather's going to turn this weekend. Mm-hmm. It's going to get a little warmer out there. We've got... Spiked Tropic Storm from Steel Reserve's Alloy Series. Tropical and citrus flavors blend together for a bold, sweet, and sour taste, creating the perfect storm. This is not a 12-ounce can, but per 12-ounce serving. (laughs) I see what they're doing. (laughs) They made a serving less than a can, didn't they? Yeah. 8% ABV, 287 calories. Michael, what's what's that times uh, 1.3? Yeah, just add a third, so it's just under 400 calories, maybe okay. like 470 or something like that. No, or 370, I th- sorry, 370 calories. 12-ounce serving also has 32.7 grams of carbs, so this is probably about, like, what, 50? Uh, <laughs> less than a gram of protein, so probably still less than a gram of protein. <laughs> 30 <laughs> milligrams of sodium. Jesus, why do they put grams of fat on this? Is there ever fat in, a, like, beer? Not beer. And that's true. They don't have to use the traditional label, uh-huh. like nutritional label for beer. They can just say whatever they want. So why would they put, I guess maybe so people, oh, it's fat-free. It must be good for me. I mean, if you were having like a white Russian, 
or something yeah, with that's, dairy in it, yeah. then absolutely there's fat in it. But, uh, oh boy, okay, this is not how I expected my evening to go. <laughs> I really should have seen this coming. Uh, it's in a yellow and green extreme. Yeah. I'll start. Oh my gosh, yeah, that color. Whoa! It looks it's like Ecto Cooler or it, something. I was going to say it looks like the friggin' ooze. It's like, um... It's bad green. Like a neon green. It's like drank. It kind of does look like drank. Uh, it's, it's not my story to tell, but friend of the show works in a pharmacy. And apparently there was a lot of people getting, like, bogus scripts for codeine promethazine syrup. Mm-hmm. And, uh... Everyone wanted the purple kind <laughs> for, but they, as a uh, precautionary measure, they got like the cherry or the worst tasting one. Oh yeah. And so people would ask for like, it's like, uh, Hey man, you got the grape. And he's like, no, we've got cherry. And then I don't know if he was being serious, but he claims to have stuck his head out the window and said, we only have the cherry syrup. And like two people left. <laughs> But yes, this does kind of look like Drake. Um, like if you put the Jolly Ranchers in there or something. Um, it smells fruity. Does it? But it smells kind of bad. What does it smell like? It smells like cleaner though, a little bit, don't you think? I've been dealing with a lot of industrial cleaners <laughs> this week, and it doesn't smell like cleaner. What's that smell though? It smells something's familiar about it. Maybe it's just like a. It smells like green. There's Skittles, kind of the tropical yeah. Skittles, I guess maybe, which is seems apt anyway um should we go much, in jeremy much like uh go for it okay much like a uh, spiked raz tasted like blue this smells like green and i suspect it tastes like green too yeah it's not there's you know how pineapple kind of surprised us mm-hmm. as being not that bad this one it's not surprising it's quite it's not blue raz bad but it's not that good I first sips I don't have any problems with this. I mean it still has that gross grain spirits taste and it's unbelievably sweet. Yeah. Like remarkably sweet. Sugary sweet, obviously. Not mm-hmm. like a smooth golden ale sweetness. Oh, oh Jesus. <laughs> no. Yeah, okay. I just got the aftertaste. Yeah. That stank. Yeah. Just like really putrid is probably too strong too. I mean, it's it's consumable. It's not spit take or anything, but... The sweet and sour that they mentioned in the uh, oh. color text is apt. There is, I'll gi- yeah. I'll give you that. I almost wish there was more sour, though. You mean like it tasted more like a whiskey sour or like something with sour mix in it? Yeah, right, yeah. See, personally, I could go... Do you mean sour or tart? Mm. Like lemon sour. Like if this had more of a lemon to it. Okay, that yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's what I was thinking too. Mm-hmm. Um, just because it's so sugary that you need something to cut through the noise. Yeah, I mean, I can do that thing with my spit now, where it would, you know, <sighs> make it a little whip, spit it out, and whip it back and forth in the air while looking down. Uh, like the movie Big Daddy. Oh yeah. So what is it? What is this taste? Um, that's that's the it's, other thing too. That's bothersome is that it. Um, you can't say like like pineapple. You're like that's pineapple, and it was this. I'm sure there's some 
flavors they're going for here, but I can't pick it out. I mean, what are tropical fruits? Would you say like uh, papaya, like, I mean, mango, guava. passion fruit, guava? But none of those guava. particularly passion stand out fruit. for me. Yeah. <laughs> tropics. What is what is this? And it's almost so sweet that you can't pick up on any of the subtle tropical flavors. From beeradvocate.com. <laughs> Alien blood green in color with lots of clinging carbonation bubbles. I can vouch for that. Kind yep. of cool in the sci-fi movie look of days gone by. Smells candy sweet. Smells like fun dip candy with a bit of dustiness in the smell. Yeah, Which... it's like this could be on, on the set of Star Trek. The next generation. It, it'd fit right in. Mm-hmm. Next to the Romulan ale. It's lime and pineapple soda. The taste is sweet. I get lime. I never thought of it as a margarita mocktail until I decanted it. Which, okay. Mm, I don't but know. Here, here's a review to help kill some time. Needs more citrus. Anyway, yes. From MechZ91, written, uh, I think, on Thanksgiving of last year. Obviously a cheap drink. I drink many cheap drinks and craft brews, and after trying the entirety of the Steel Reserve flavored drinks, this one was my favorite. Oh. My second favorite. Oh, wait for it. My <laughs> second favorite was the Blue Raspberry, but that's beside what? the point. What more do you want? It's an 8% 24-ounce can for $2, and it's obviously not to meant to be a competitor for or even in the running of being, quote, a good drink, but it serves its purpose. It max- masks the alcohol content very well. I would agree with that. Compared to the other soda beers. Oh, soda beers. Uh, mm. And does so at a fairly restricted calorie basis compared to similar drinks outside the Steel Reserve flavored series. For example, a 24-ounce can of most Four loco brews run about... How many calories do you think are in a 24-ounce can of the 12 to 14 ABV Four loco, Michael? Um, so it has to be more than this. Significantly more. I'll say 600. Uh, so these steel reserves sitting at 8% can be around 400, 500 to 600 calories per 24-ounce can. Oh, God, yeah. Uh, he claims that a 24-ounce of most Four Locos runs about 1,300 calories per 24-ounce oh. can. <laughs> Meanwhile, these steel reserves sitting at 8% can be around five to 600 calories, which means if you slam two of these bad boys, you'd still be getting more alcohol and less calories than a Four loco. Which I, I guess is technically true, but my God, that's not a good way to go about your day. Well, yeah, right. I am... I know this is a audio medium, but I was just... My, my jaw literally <laughs> dropped at that Four loco fact. Gee whiz... I think what we're I think the flavor now that I read through these, um oh, another person claims it tastes like a watermelon Jolly Rancher. Mm, I can kind of see that a little bit. It tastes like fake lime. Yeah, but with not as sour though. No, 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 no. Well, that's yeah, why, yeah, that's yeah, why you're it's right. fake no. lime. Yeah. Like it, like yeah. the lime airheads or something like that. Or like a dum dum or something. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, that's a good observation. Yeah, lime without any sourness to it. That's what it is. You're, you you nailed that, I think. Thanks, beer advocate. I nailed nothing. <laughs> oh, okay. Mm. So, let's rate it. <laughs> um, uh, Michael, what do you think the SRM is on this beer? Not, I'm kidding. Okay. <laughs> Does that even apply? <laughs> no, it doesn't. There's no green in this. Um, hmm. 
Okay, so even... so is there anything that you... So normally at this point, I would ask what he dislikes about the beer. I know what Michael dislikes about this beer, so I'm going to ask him, what do you like, if anything, about this beer? Um, I mean, there's obvious attributes to it that are blatantly, like, in the affirmative. Like, it's very sugar, <laughs> it's very sweet. Am I going to complain about that? No, but does a good beer or a good beverage that make? Not really. Um, it's like hammering in a screw or something. It's like, well, you got the job done, but <laughs> there's better ways to go about that. Fun fact, while remodeling a lab bench this week, I actually did have to hammer in a screw because <laughs> the threads were all torn up. <laughs> it um, took a while, and I cursed a lot. So something I truly like rather than just than ticking a box. Let me, I will say this, the flavor, well, at first taste, I really didn't like. It's, it's not weird. bad after a while. It's kind of mellowed out a little bit or I've gotten used to it or, you know, my taste buds are saturated with sugar. So um, I can actually taste the actual flavor a little more now. It's not bad. It's, it's blue ras was, was terrible. It It didn't taste like anything remotely akin to reality. It tasted like blue. You're right. Whereas pineapple, it tasted like pineapple. It was just like a fine pineapple beverage. Um, <laughs> I mean... <laughs> maybe not the word fine. Let me, it was a, it was, it was, a pineapple it was, beverage. It was a surprisingly passable pineapple beverage. <laughs> yes, there you go. This is somewhere in between, interestingly enough. It probably skews more towards the pineapple than it does the blue raz, but it's still pretty bad. I mean, as I talk, my mouth has this melange of sugary aftertaste, and yeah. I'll give it a... I'm waving my hand. Oh, 1.75. I've got it. This is margarita soda. Like like if Mountain Dew made a margarita flavor. Yeah, I can kind of see that, yeah. Because it's got all that crazy, just like, like I feel like I can hear the enamel peeling off my teeth right now. <laughs> yeah. It's got that level of sugariness on her. So, I mean, maybe Steve would love this. Has Steve ever had a Steel Reserve alloy series? I highly doubt it. And I'm pretty sure he's super far behind on these episodes. So I can probably, oh man, I guess I, I can probably tamper with one of his mouthfuls. <laughs> Maybe next time, if I'm in town next time, maybe we can <laughs> we'll get a round of these. We'll just sit in the basement like a, or no, we're going to sit on a stoop like a bunch of hobos and drink these things. Well, that's, yeah, it's a, it's a plan. Because I think if we do it at my place, it's technically in public. But if we do it on his stoop, that's private property. Yeah. We can do whatever we want. Because I think there's three more in the series. So, you know what? I had a, a big gulp. Just now, <laughs> I am taking it down to a 1.5 because <laughs> I had like a little like gag on the uh, that just undead fruit taste, as I've called mm-hmm. it. Like the undead fruit. Like if a fruit withered away and then a necromancer came and brought it back from the dead, and you bit into it, it would. It's just this like blah, this nasty. It, it's the grain alcohol. It's the alcohol that's causing it. The low quality fermentation or that's going on here coupled with excessive sugar um Mm -hmm. but it that flavor makes me 
like pull my head back after I take a big drink. So if you have little sips of this, it's not that bad. But if you have a big guzzle, no bueno. Yeah, 1.5. Jeremy, what say you? I'm not hating on it as much as you are. It's it's still, I mean, don't get me wrong. It's not good. That cannot be underlined enough. This is not a good drink. I think my re- my referring to this as margarita soda is one of my finest moments on the show. Because <laughs> even, like, I don't know if I'm just, like, willing myself into believing this, but it almost feels like it has a little bit of a salty aftertaste. Mm. Or well, There's salty. sodium in there, we know that. Exactly. So... It's 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 not as good as the pineapple, but it's and it's not as bad as the blue raz. And mm-hmm. with all that said, I can't remember the scores that we gave to those, so doesn't matter anyway. Yeah, shoot from the hip. I want to give this a two point two five. If I saw this in a uh, tailgate cooler, tis the season. Yeah. Okay. If I saw this in a frisbee cooler. Huh. Well, no, that'd actually be a really bad idea to have one of these while playing frisbee. Yeah, it's. But but you know what I mean. If if I was out and about and doing mm. things where low quality alcohol is involved and expected, nay, demanded to be imbibed, and it was like this versus like a Tecate. Oh, yeah. No, that's not fair. I had a Tecate at Riot Fest last time I was there, and I don't remember it being awful. If it, okay, this or Jag Ice. Out of, oh, all the, out, of, out of all the gas station, just complete garbage. Like I said, it could get worse from here. I know... One I'm sh- will I'm, probably be worse from here, so... I'm sure it would, yeah. Oh, God. I didn't even think of that. Uh, if these are all uh, Steel Reserve spiked Alco Pops, I'm going to be mad, Michael. I will say that. Say, I will say this is the only Steel Reserve in the mystery. <laughs> what, what the magical mystery... Tour? Tour? Yeah, but that's, that's the same thing. I, I got to think of a pun. Anyway, go on. So wait, what'd you rate it again? 2.25. Um, I will say this. I will reveal your ratings of the other ones. Would you like to know that? Absolutely. Spiked Blue, you gave a 1.5. That sounds about right. And Hard Pineapple, I think it's called. I 3. You gave a 3, yeah. Okay. And Regular Steel Reserve, you gave a 1.5 as well. Yeah. That, that about seems right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ugh, well... Well, that's that's one. One yeah, one down, two to go of the mystery series. But uh mm-hmm. thank you, Jeremy, for uh participating. I know <laughs> Thanks for giving me a free Alco pop. <laughs> yeah, right. Um but in any case it's another one down the gullet. Indeed. So you can get in touch. You can do that in a variety of ways. You can do that at APM Pod on Twitter, Facebook.com slash APM Pod. Email us directly, apmpod at gmail.com. Check us out on Untapped, where host emeritus Mike keeps up with all of our ratings there. Thank you, Mike. Thanks, Mike. Maybe try a uh, Steel Reserve Spiked Tropic Storm and let us know what you think. (laughs) I had to look at the can to make sure I got the name right. Rate, view, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting app. But uh, we'll leave it at that. So for Jeremy, I've been Michael. For Michael, I've been Jeremy. This has been American Pale Males. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.